0: the greatest of the greatest, the most intellect, not just an intellect, but someone who is highly disciplined, high this guy, this guy, that aura, will push us some easy exuberance, it might be an asset, they public speaking, I'm on another level, eh? I'm on another level, I am, but it's a higher grade, high level, amen, I'm going to ask us, To turn. So we are speaking about being disciples. Amen. We speak about being disciples. Now, the title of this message is called Disappointments in Discipleship. Can someone say disappointments? Disappointments. Now, let's look in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 47. The book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 47. There was someone on Facebook, I remember, someone in Rustenburg, who was trying to be smart on Facebook and they were saying, I don't, I don't see Jesus going to church in the Bible? When did Jesus actually go to church in the Bible? So I looked up the scripture and I sent it to him where the Bible says this, to answer the question, how often was Jesus in the temple among the fellowship of the saints? The Bible says what? The first two words are what? Come on, the first two words are what? The Bible says that Jesus was in the temple every day. So when we look at the Gospels and we see the stories in the Gospel, it's either happened before or after church. Can someone say amen? It's always a part of his day that he was there every day. I was thinking about it and saying, Lord, were you there every day? But if the Scripture says every day, it means he was always every day in the house of God. Can someone say amen today? You see, one thing we must understand about the commitment of Jesus is Jesus is not only committed to the people, but he's also committed to the gathering. Can someone say amen? amen? Amen. Jesus, his commitment is not only seen to the people he is leading, but his commitment is also seen to the gathering of the saints. You see, with us, because of how the world is shaped, we have certain days we come to church. But we must understand, Jesus was going every day to the temple. What does that say about his commitment, church? What does does that say about the man that he was? What does that say about the path we are also to be walking after? The commitment that was on the inside of him. Amen? But now, as much as God calls us to be people who are going out and making disciples, how many of you know that sometimes you can go, but you may stop along the way? We can sometimes take a step where you find yourself, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to make disciples, I'm going to make a difference. But there, are sometimes people can find themselves coming to a pitfall or a pit stop because of things that may have happened in their lives. And many times the things that stop you from making disciples, church, will be disappointments. Why disappointments, church? When the Bible says make disciples, the work of discipleship has to do with your interaction with people. I want to say that one more time. This place where God wants to shape you is he wants to shape you among people. How many of you know people will disappoint you? But the hurt herder. They will disappoint you and they can hurt you. But this is the place God calls you to be. When He says that you must be a disciple, he says, walk on the journey with people, the people who are imperfect as like you the people who don't get it always right like you the people who are not always faithful like you the people who make mistakes like you walk with them and be committed to them but disappointments get in the way because we as people are limited can someone say amen you see the word loyalty means that you're going to be loyal to someone but if you put the word dis disloyal it means the loyalty is broken, it is dismantled. When we say the word jointed, if you put the word dis in front of joint, it's disjointed. It means what was connected and joint has been dismantled and broken. When we say approved, something is approved. But if you say disapproved, that thing that was approved is now dismantled and it is broken. Church, as much as Sisi Paul was sharing, and she was saying that we are appointed, when you are disappointed it can dismantle where God has called you to be. Disappointments can dismantle where God has appointed you to be. Can someone say amen today? You see, church, I'm saying this message to warn you and encourage you to not allow your disappointments in people to move you from where God is telling you to be. Can someone say amen today? Do not let your disappointments in people Take away your appointment. Amen? You see, the word appointment is not only appointment that you make to meet someone, but appointment in the English language, is it also means someone gives you a job or gives you a, a position. And people today, I want you to know that God has called you to have a job that you must do, a calling over your life. And some of you, it is a thing that you must do in a certain position. But if you are disappointed by people at that position, how many of you know some people can leave that position? Can someone say amen today? Am I alone today? Am I speaking facts? If you are disappointed often, when we are disappointed by the people we are at, we are around, we sometimes want to move away from those places. I want to speak about four levels of disappointment On your journey of discipleship. Can someone say amen today? So one thing that you have to do is get ready to be disappointed because it's going to happen. Get ready to be disappointed. Amen. Tell the person next to you, get ready to be disappointed. It's going to happen because we are doing this life with people who are imperfect. We're doing this life with people who, who must deal with our imperfections. And sometimes the way that we are interpreting other people is because of our own brokenness. Can someone say amen today? But as we are going to be making disciples, I want you to know that disappointments will be along on that journey. Let us look in the book of Matthew, chapter three, verse 11. We see John the Baptist who got disappointed. John the Baptist. Can someone say John the Baptist? Now the book of Matthew, if you didn't recognize already, we are doing a study in the book of Matthew. The whole sermon last week was in the book of Matthew. This whole sermon is in the book of Matthew. We are drawing from the book of Matthew where the scripture says, make disciples. So we're going to get discipleship teachings from the book of Matthew today. Amen. So in the book of Matthew, it opens up and speaks about who Jesus is, but then it speaks about John the Baptist in in chapter 3, verse 11. John the Baptist. You see, what what we must understand is there were years of silence before John the Baptist was raised up to be a prophet uh, in his time. It said that there were years where people could not hear from God, and God said nothing. So when John the Baptist came and began, began to speak the word of God, it was a big thing. Not only was he just saying prophecies, but he was speaking about the coming of Jesus. So we see this in the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11. John the Baptist speaking, says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Can someone say amen today? John the Baptist, what we could almost say, he was the first person to be first in line to be a disciple of Jesus. He understood who Jesus was when Jesus was still trying to explain himself to his disciples. Are you following me? He's the person who had the answers. He's the person who had the revelation. But when we see his life unfold into chapter 11 let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 11 Matthew chapter 11 verse 1 to 6 we're looking at the life of John the Baptist he was baptizing people and doing ministry but then what happened was he was arrested and he was about to be killed so Matthew chapter 11 verse 1 to 6 it says after Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John was in prison, John the Baptist, when John the Baptist was in prison, he heard about the deeds of the Messiah and he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised. The good news is proclaimed to the poor. And blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Other versions say, blessed is anyone who is not offended by me. Can someone say amen today? the first level of disappointment you may encounter on your life of being discipled is you may find yourself being disappointed by the person who's supposed to be discipling you. Can someone say amen today? You may find yourself being disappointed by the person who is supposed to be discipling you, the one who is over you. Why was John stumbling? Like I said, number one, he was the one who knew Jesus. He prepared the way for Jesus. Before the big crowds, John was there and speaking about Jesus. So now he is stumbling because when Jesus is known and when there are big crowds around Jesus and Jesus is making miracles for other people, John, it seems like he's being excluded. It seems like when John needed Jesus, Jesus wasn't there for him. When John was in prison, Jesus didn't come to prison to see him, to give him a word, to encourage him. Can someone say amen today? You see, let's look at three mistakes of John the Baptist that he made. Jesus says he was a great man, says that that at that time there was no person born of a woman who was as great as him, but he still made a mistake. One of the mistakes he made was he didn't follow Jesus' steps. He didn't continue to walk with the person who was supposed to be discipling him. Instead, he he was doing his own thing. Can someone say amen today? You see, when there are people who God has given us, it's important that we are taking the time to walk with them so that our journey of discipleship is going to be solidified. It's important we walk with the people who God puts into our lives to disciple us instead of doing our own thing. Because John the Baptist continued his ministry even though Jesus had come. First mistake John the Baptist makes. Second mistake he makes is he didn't join the group. You see, he was so used to being the leader. So used to being the one who tells people what to do. But when Jesus had created a group, he didn't want to... Well, he didn't join it. Mistake number two. Number three is... John the Baptist wanted Jesus to come to him. When we look at the story, we, when we look at the Gospels, we never see a time where John the Baptist went and went to seek Jesus and went to speak to him and went to find... It was always Jesus coming to him. Can someone say amen today? You see, we're gonna, you, you will find yourself disappointed if you are following the steps of John the Baptist. Number one, on your journey of being a disciple, you have to make sure you are walking with the one who, is, who God has put in your life to disciple and to lead and to guide. Can someone say amen? Number two, is you, it's important that you join the group. That if there is a group of people who are walking together, who are serving together, who are loving God together, it's important that you join the group. Are you hearing me, church? Tell the person next to you, join the group. You see, I don't just want to make a spiritual message. I also want this to be very practical for us. Join it. Even if you're not used to the people, but join the group. But number three is don't wait for the person who is leading you to come to you. Make time to go to the person. Can someone say amen today? You see, what's funny about this or what's a bit scary or uncomfortable about the story is even when John sends the message to Jesus, Jesus doesn't come to prison. are you hearing me you see sometimes we read we read scripture and we just go over it and we hear okay this and this happened but that's a little bit uncomfortable that john said "I, i i'm in prison are you the one and you can hear that i'm doubting you can hear that my faith is shaking i'm in prison jesus i'm in prison my leader where are you and and what jesus says is he sends a message back to him and he says john do you not see what is happening Do you not see what God is doing through my life? Do you not see that people are still being blessed? Do you not see that people are still being healed? Do you not see that the good news is being proclaimed? You see, the disappointment that John the Baptist had, it was not so much that Jesus was being a disappointment, but it was the expectations that John the Baptist had on Jesus. I want you to know on your walk of discipleship, The expectation that God may have over your leader may not be your expectation over your leader. The place where you want your leader to be may not be where God is telling your leader to be at that moment. Are you hearing me church? So the expectation opened the door for disappointment. And what it did is it created doubt in the heart of John the Baptist. But we can learn why John the Baptist was great. He never denounced Jesus. He realized in that moment that you know what? People are still being healed. God is still moving. God is still working. Church, I want to give you some some advice. If sometimes someone over you, Maybe it's not even just in a discipleship setting. But if there's somebody who is a leader, someone over your life, and maybe that they are not where you wanted them to be when they were supposed to be. Maybe you needed them at a certain point and they were not there. Sometimes look and ask, are good things, is this person involved with good things? Is this person still serving God? And at those moments, it's sometimes not a time to hate, but it's a time to imitate that life. It's time. Sometimes the discipleship that you will walk on as the leader is not going to be right next to you, but you may be discipled from a distance. Where you may see the commitment that this person is putting in other people's lives. Maybe it's not coming to you, but you say, I'm not going to hate. I will imitate the good that's coming out of this life. I will not turn my back on the person God has given me. I will continue being faithful even though I'm going through my personal challenge. Am I making sense to anyone today? Is this helping anyone? You see, because on your path of discipleship, there have been many who stopped walking on the path because somebody disappointed them over them. And church, I want you to know, prepare to be disappointed. Prepare to be disappointed because even those who will be over you, whether it's even in family, whether it's at work, the person is only a person. Can someone say amen today? But one thing that John the Baptist was also missing out on was the people Jesus was walking with, the disciples, Peter, Matthew, Mark, John, all all the other disciples. They had not caught the revelation of what John had. Are you following me, church? They did not catch, they did not know that this is the Son of Man. They were looking at Jesus like he's a prophet. But John the Baptist knew that this is the Son of God. Now you must know sometimes the reason why someone over you is not around you all the time is because of the growth they see on the inside of you. Sometimes it's because you have caught certain things and it's time for you to start teaching others. And maybe you may be saying, but I need you, but the distance is often trust that's over you. The distance is sometimes, John, you know who I am, but I need to give myself to those who don't know. And sometimes you need to extend and have grace on the people over you who are trying to reach new people and trust God that God God is using their life and say, you know what God, maybe I know more. Maybe I'm being trusted. That's why I'm not, uh, my leader or the person over me is not always around me because they trust me and they know I can handle what I'm going through. Is this easy? It's not easy all the time. It's not easy all the time because sometimes we do need that support. But church, those moments are not the moments we look for man's help. Those are the moments we trust in God. You see, at the moment when John, I believe when John the Baptist was, he he, he was beheaded. He was about to be killed. When he heard Jesus is not going to come, I believe what happened was he had to lean back into his faith and realize he's not going to come. It's not going to work the way I wanted it to work, but my faith will stand. Can someone say amen today? The first layer of of disappointment in your discipleship is it may be the people who are supposed to be discipling you. But don't let your disappointment dismantle the appointment of where you're supposed to be. Can someone say amen today? Number two, because the journey of a disciple is not always fun. Number two, is you will find yourself being disappointed by the people who you are being discipled with. Amen? You know when you go into a restaurant, you can walk into a restaurant, and we can all sit down. If we all go to... Uh, to amen. To Spur. <laughs> we, if we all go to Spur, you can walk into Spur, and, and everyone is sitting down on different tables, and we are all um, customers in Spur. But wherever we came from, all of us are hungry for something different in Spur. Amen? Some people, when they go through the menu, they may say, I want ribs. Some, I want a burger. Some, I want ice cream. Some, I want uh, whatever else is there, chicken. I want all these things. And you know what? When you are being discipled, you may find yourself getting disappointed because the people around you are are hungry for something that you're not hungry for. We can find ourselves in church, but not everyone in church is hungry for the same thing. You can find yourself in church, but not everyone is here for the same reasons. And you can find yourself walking with people, and as we are trying to serve and build God's house, you'll find someone acting a different way, and and you can be disappointed by the fact that we are here for this. Why Why are you moving this way? And you can find the people who you thought we are loving God together, we are serving Him together, but it seems like the hunger of those around you, they are hungry for different things. And it can disappoint you, and it may make you want to stop the journey you're on. Because I thought we are hungering for the same thing here. You see, this there's a story in the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 24 to 28. We see that there were two disciples whose mom was around, and she was trying to make a way for two disciples to have an important place in the life of Jesus. So when this mother came up and was trying to negotiate and said, Jesus, can, 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 can they, can they sit and can they have the best positions? Can they be important in the kingdom of God? The other disciples, the Bible says, when they saw this, that these disciples are hungering for something else. These disciples want position. These disciples are hungry for power. I thought we we're here to do ministry. I thought we we're here to serve people, but these people are hungry for something else. What happened? In verse twenty-four, it says, "When the ten heard this, they were indignant with the two brothers. They were angry and they were disappointed with the other two because we're supposed to be hungering for the same thing." Jesus called them together and said, "You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant." Whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. As I'm coming to a close, you can find yourself being disappointed by the people that are around you and you thought that we were supposed to be hungering for the same thing. But a thing, another thing, you see point number one, what we see with John the Baptist, he didn't turn his back. He stayed on the journey. He didn't let the disappointment dismantle his appointment. You see what we see here with when even when their fellow disciples disappointed them they never turned their back on them. Even though they were angry at them even though they were disappointed we're here to do ministry but you want position. You want power. You want to be seen. I thought it was more than that for you. And as much as I can see what you're about I'm not going to turn my back on you. We're still going to walk together. On your path of discipleship, this is a thing that God wants you to walk into. Even if the people next to you disappoint you, don't turn your back on them. Even if the people we are working with and we are serving with, it looks like they want something else here. Don't turn your back on them. Stay with them. And number three, you'll find yourself being disappointed by the people you are trying to disciple. You'll find yourself disappointed by people you're trying to disciple. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 5 to 12. Matthew chapter 16 verse 5 to 12. It says this, When they came across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said. Be on God against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed among themselves and they said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion Jesus asked you of little faith why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Who is it How is it that you still don't understand that I'm not talking about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, (laughs) but against the teachings of the Pharisees. There there, There were so many moments in the Gospels where Jesus keeps saying, do you still not understand? still not understand Do you still not understand You still don't understand why why what we are doing at church You still don't understand why why we have to do this why why we have to pray You still don't understand why you have to change that friend group You still not understand and Jesus Jesus you still do not understand you still do not understand You still you still not understand you see one thing that we can pick up about this As Jesus was disappointed by their level of understanding, you don't understand, you don't understand, you don't understand. But even as they were not understanding him, he never turned his back on the people he's trying to disciple. There'll be different people who you're going to try and and speak to about God and sometimes they won't understand why they must take certain steps. They're not going to get it. But Jesus never gave up on them. Can someone say amen today? Even when they don't understand, you're trying to explain it to them. You're trying to explain why we're living this life, why we're building the church, why we're doing what we do. They don't understand. You know, one thing I want to say before we pray, before we pray, is another thing that we see about the life of Jesus was Jesus was willing to be in a group even when he felt misunderstood by the group. Are you hearing me? He lived his life walking with these 12 young men. And he was always misunderstood. He's trying to speak, they don't understand him. He says that they don't understand. You see, this is one thing I want I, I want to encourage some of you today. Is have the character of Christ. Sometimes the fact that people don't get to you or don't understand you makes you want, makes you disappointed. And it changes where God has appointed you to be. I want to encourage you. Do not let your disappointments dismantle where God has appointed you to be. Be willing to stand even when the people around you don't understand you. Can someone say amen today? You see, man's wisdom, social media wisdom, is they say, go somewhere where people are going to understand you. Go somewhere where they're going to see and hear what you're saying. It's not the life that Christ lived. He kept having to explain himself and having grace with the people around him. Can someone say amen today? And you're On your journey of discipleship, you will be disappointed. But can I tell you one thing? Before you were disappointed, you were also disappointing people. Before, even sometimes we say that, God, I'm disappointed by this. You, are, you have disappointed God countless times. You've, you've disappointed are you guys hearing me? you've disappointed him countless times so he puts you in discipleship where you will experience the, the, the character or, or the molding of your character where you must be able to be disappointed and stay as much as God is disappointed by your actions and he stays he calls you to do that for his people can someone say amen can we stand on our feet together I want us to pray to, together and to say, God, may my disappointments not destroy my appointment. Amen? Amen, church. Maybe some of you are in this place and you may think, hey, ah, this, maybe someone, I, I wish that a leader would have done one, two, three, and it disappointed me. Maybe there are people around you. And say, hey, I was working with some people and it seems like they want other things. But don't leave. Again, there'll, there'll be people who you're trying to uplift, you're trying to bring closer to Christ. They're not understanding you. Let us learn the principles we see in Scripture and the character of Christ where we don't give up even when we're disappointed. Amen? So what disappointments do you have in your heart with people? What, disappointment, what, what people have disappointed you? What what people have disappointed you in different ways? What expectation did you have? What expectation did you place upon them? And and they they couldn't meet it or they didn't meet it? I want us to come before God and say, God, I know that disappointments will come because people are not perfect. But I pray, help me to not let that disappointment destroy my appointment. Can we lift up our hands and just say this prayer together? Let us pray.